Welcome to the Brat Pack. This is Dave Brat, Dean, School of Business at Liberty University and Senior Fellow with the Falkirk Center. This is the place for conversations with friends about ideas that will change your world. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Brat Pack. Uh, it's a honor to be with you all again today. We have a very special guest uh, with us today in-house I'll get to, but first, I just want to welcome you all to the Falkirk Center. Uh, it is the place to go uh, for very inter interesting conversations with friends uh, that will change the world you live in today. And one of those conversations with one of our good friends today is with Justin Don Danhoff, and let me just read you a little of his bio. Uh, Justin is the general counsel for the National Center for Public Policy Research, as well as director of the center's Free Enterprise Project. And uh, he does quite a bit more than the uh, general folks I know that do free, free markets around the country at universities, whatever, and that's why I want to have him. He's a very special guest. So Justin, thanks so much for joining us uh, for the Brat Pack today. Thanks, Dave. It's my honor. Hey, let's just start off giving folks uh, a feel for what you're up to with kind of a micro example. Uh, BlackRock, uh, Larry Fink uh, is the CEO. Why don't you uh, give us an introduction to what you've been doing with them and the fight on ESG and just briefly define that so people know what this is about. Sure. So at the Free Enterprise Project, we are essentially the shareholder activist arm for the conservative movement, um, whereas the, when you think of shareholder activism, there's anywhere between 80 and 100 groups on the left that operate to move corporate America into their cultural lanes every year. We are the conservative counterpunch to that. And so BlackRock has been a very big focus of ours because earlier this year, Larry Fink, the CEO of BlackRock, and for those who don't know, BlackRock is the largest asset manager in the world. So when they speak, they speak with some volume. Yep. And Larry Fink announced that what they're going to do is start supporting liberal ESG initiatives. And what does that mean? That means environment, social, and governance initiatives. Now, there's nothing wrong, if you think about it, with environmental stewardship, with good governance, um, and, and with taking on social issues in, in the right way. But these words have not come to mean what you would read them in the Merriam-Webster dictionary. Right. ESG is nothing more than whatever a liberal interest group wants it to be on any given day. And so on the specific level, what they've announced that they're going to do and what they've been doing at shareholder meetings of corporations where they hold significant amounts of the stock is voting in favor of liberal shareholder proposals on environment, social, and governance issues. So they're moving corporate America further and further to the left into liberal culture lanes on all ESG topics. And that's why we're pushing back against BlackRock, because think about, think about what they're, what does that mean? What does an environmental proposal from the left say, for example? Well, first of all, most of them are demanding that companies Companies yep. somehow align their entire policies with the goals of the Paris Climate Accord. How costly is that? Why is the U.S. pulling out of the Paris Climate Accord? Because it's too costly. Right. And so at a time when major American corporations are facing the greatest economic crisis since perhaps the Great Depression, BlackRock is adding an extra cost of doing business so that they can fit in with Larry Fink's liberal worldviews. Right. We, we think that that on its face is appalling. 
And so that's why we're calling out Larry Fink. We've, uh, we've sent him coalition letters. I attended the BlackRock shareholder meeting as an investor to, to speak out against these issues. Um, and it's, it's pretty interesting to see Fink, uh, you know, go in front of the Davos crowd and, you know, the Wall Street crowd and grandstand with his liberal activism. But when I press him on the specifics of the issues, guess what his answer was, Dave? Yeah. Nothing. Right. Couldn't respond to my questions. Right. And your question was great. Let me let me read that quote for folks. It's my favorite quote from you, and uh, I just love it, uh, Mr. Fink. Uh, you've indicated that BlackRock will support a number of left-leaning ESG initiatives that would add enormous cost to companies amidst the backdrop of the worst economic crisis since the Depression. At the same time, you simultaneously insist on investing BlackRock's funds and those of others in communist China, which has a deplorable ESG record, right? And for the, for the people watching, right, I mean, they have a million to three million uh, Uyghurs out in Western China in concentration, re-education camps. You all know about Tiananmen Square. You all know about, uh, about the Tibetan uh, repression. Now you've got Hong Kong in the news. Uh, this week, major news. Young people, hopefully, are going to stand their ground. And uh, that's why the, the work Justin's doing uh, is, is so important. And then he says, uh, given that, how do you square punishing American companies uh, while you're uh, incentivizing and favoring Chinese companies? Right? How, how can this be? What universe do we live in? And, and, and what was the response, Justin? What, uh, what yeah, kind he, of couldn't, he, he couldn't answer the question because, yeah. look, that's literally what he's doing. He's putting extra costs on American companies and, and showing favoritism to you know, communist China. And let's take it one step further, too, because we, at the Free Enterprise Project, we're long-term investors. So we're looking out for companies through, through these long-term investments. We want them to succeed. And the proposals that he's supporting in the United States, these left-wing ones, they come from organizations that have a worldview that's further left than Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, right. okay? Right, These These are straight-up socialists that are filing these resolutions here. And when we, when, and to the China issue, my goodness, this is just so egregious because if you want to talk about stewardship, these Chinese companies, they don't have to play by the same rules as American companies even. Okay, right. during the Obama-Biden administration, there was a memo memorandum of understanding that was signed that gave these Chinese companies a pass from, you know, we won't get too wonky into it, but it gave them a pass on accounting rules, okay? Yep. Yep. The SEC and the PCAOB, they have accounting standards that American firms are held to. Chinese firms aren't held to those same standards. So if you're investing your money or BlackRock is investing it on your behalf in Chinese companies, you don't have the same security of knowing that those books are clean, that those books are right. And we, don't, we have very recent examples of companies that have inflated profits, inflated revenues, and the investors are left holding the bag when these stocks completely tank. Um, Google luck in coffee, young crowd, and you'll see a stark example of what happens when we let the Chinese just get away with whatever accounting they want. Right. And think about this. Fink doesn't seem bothered by that. That's scary. Yeah. I wouldn't think anywhere near my money. That's very, very scary to the point that last week, the U.S. Senate, by unanimous consent, when do they ever do anything by unanimous consent? Yep. They, they passed a bill saying that they want Chinese companies to come in compliance in the same way that American companies are. Yep. That's just stunning that we have a bipartisan consensus on that and Fink still doesn't care.
Yeah, now I'm so yeah, no, I'm, I'm so glad you went into those issues. Uh, I, I don't think on first pass, the average American gets that right. And so BlackRock and these major index funds, et cetera, uh, if you're an American and you've invested in Alibaba, right, huge firm, they're based in the Cayman Islands. Uh, they don't have to have a balance sheet or profit statement that is audited uh, by anyone. And they, by law, every Chinese firm by law, their balance sheet is ultimately backed by the CCP, the Chinese Communist government. So they have, if the government wants to give them an endless balance sheet, it's endless. How do you compete with that? On the other hand, if China wants to bankrupt that company tomorrow, psh, they're gone. Uh, they're uh, obliterated. And that's, why, that's what's so interesting about the work of, of Justin at the center, in the, the Free Enterprise Center. Uh, th this has everything to do with free enterprise. And we always think that, hey, if there's trade occurring and if you're doing trade and you're doing business transactions, that's free markets. It is not. To have free markets, you have to have a balanced playing field. The rule of law has to apply to everyone. This country was founded upon that premise, right? The rule of law is in place first, and then Adam Smith and the free markets came uh, afterward as an extra blessing on top of this. And so when Justin's working on free enterprise and free markets, it, it's huge. And now uh, he's shown you how you can start off with one firm. Uh, and that firm is being pushed by leftist interests in board meetings, very quiet, secretive board meetings. You know, not everyone knows what's going on. So Justin's in the room and they have folks on the conservative side making sure that there's fair play. Uh, then it escalates up into the national level with China in our assets. And President Trump did some great work last week, like Justin said, on the TSP and then on the, uh, the, the accounting piece. Uh, and so at the end of it, Justin, give us a sense uh, for the folks who are listening. How big, what is the scale of this? Does this affect the entire economy, the entire global uh, economy? Uh, how would you describe the scope and scale uh, of this issue that you're dealing with on a daily basis? It, it's, it's immense. Yeah, <laughs> right. Some days, it, some days it feels insurmountable. And I, I think the way that you describe the playing field is very important because from the conservative mindset, specifically like the libertarian sect of the conservative movement, there is always this reflex. The market will solve it. The market will solve it. Well, the market would if it were level. Yeah. But when you play by different rules, you're not in a free market. And so that's why I have to be an activist for the right. I wish I didn't have to do my job. I wish yeah. we had a level playing field and that firms could, you know, compete with, you know, on a level field and, and then we'd have parity. But that's just not that's just not the case. And so the pushback that we have to give is massive because, look, everybody knows about political elections. Everybody's mind when you hear election is set to think about November. Well, I deal with hundreds of votes all the time because these votes on corporate proxy statements have just as much ability to change the culture as the votes you take in November for politicians. Yep. If you can you don't need to change a law to change a culture. If you can change the way corporations operate, then you've already succeeded. And that's what the left knows so well. Again, you don't need to change a law to change the culture. If you can get the 10 leading firms in any industry to go along with whatever your liberal goal is or your liberal mindset, 
All the other companies in that industry will follow the leader, and it's much faster than the legislative process, and it's way faster than the legal process. Right. That's why the right. left uses corporate America as a tool to achieve their means, because it's faster and it's more effective. And these companies are bending to the liberal will, because guess what? If I'm not in the room, there's very often no other conservative voice to stand up. Yep, yep. I'm glad you said that. And uh, uh, just so we don't spend uh, too much time going into the crass politics, but that, that's where we are with this. And so the left has become very sophisticated. When I was in Congress, uh, we fought an uneven playing field. If you walk into a Democrat office and say, can we have this on the Christmas tree? They say, sure. Spending is no object. Yes. They say yes to everything. And the Republicans say yes to some things, but we have to say no to other things. And the same logic applies here. When the businesses uh, have access to China, who in the, you know, prior to the COVID virus was growing at, you know, six to 10 percent a year for years, for decades, tremendous rate of return. Uh, it, it, there was no doubt, right? Uh, Biden, uh, we had Biden and Hillary, we had a, a, an intelligence asset. One of the top Chinese families defected into our embassy. Uh, Biden override, uh, overrode our State Department, let him go. And Hillary, in her own book, says this will make the Chinese happy. That, that's just one example that shows what we're competing with on the Republican side. So the Democrat side says, go in there, give my kid, uh, Biden Jr., a billion dollar uh, access to a financial firm. That's the kickback. Uh, and he sends all of these elite uh, fund managers Chinese business. And they get, they get the rich rewards in the first pass. You'll never get a reward like that, the folks watching at home, right? The elites get access to markets and deals you cannot imagine. And so the politics really does matter. And so uh, in closing, Justin, what, what would you advise Americans to do? What's, what's the most practical work that the folks out in the grassroots can do uh, in Republican circles, uh, in church or synagogue circles? Folks that see this country slipping away, because if we lose the rule of law and we lose this logic of free markets, uh, we're in deep trouble. Uh, what would you advise us? What are some practical takeaways from all the work uh, and experience you have? Well, there's a single word that I always use, and that's engagement, right? The, the left has been so successful in entrenching corporate America into their cultural lane through engagement. The conservative mindset, when we see Nike pull a Betsy Ross shoe, the conservative mindset says, I'm going to go throw my Nikes in a wood chipper and get really angry about it on Facebook and Twitter. Well, guess what? Go buy more stock in Nike. Go be a customer of Nike so you have a voice. Let them hear from you when you're offended by what they're doing, because that's how the left engages with corporations more constantly. My investment portfolio is filled with terrible companies, companies that take actions that offend conservative values every day, that fund Planned Parenthood, that fund the human rights campaign, that support the Southern Poverty Law Center. Those are the companies I engage with because we need to get them out of these cultural battles. And the left has known that for a long time. So how does engagement work? Well, if you're an investor, vote your proxy statements. Don't throw them in the trash. That's what so many individual American investors do. Guess what? Liberals don't. Liberals get together and they collectively vote. So contact your fund manager if you, if you invest in a mutual fund. Ask them how they're voting. I guarantee you that they are voting outside of your values, and mm -hmm. you don't know it. Yep. If you're not individually controlling that, you've got to contact your fund manager and take back your franchise, because we're losing these votes by epic margins, and we're, it's, it's, really, it's really not even close. 
And so like, engage in the proxy voting process and engage with these corporations when you see them offending your values. That's great. Justin, uh, just a pleasure to have you with. Justin Danhoff, uh, just a, an American hero fighting for you, for our country, uh, for freedom. Uh, how, do, how do our folks follow you and uh, watch you if they want to follow your work, Justin? Yeah, sure. Our website's nationalcenter.org. My Twitter handle is at DanhoffJustin. Great, great. And uh, I've been watching you for quite a while now, and uh, we just congratulate you. God bless you. Uh, thanks for all the work you do, Justin. And thanks for being with us uh, on the Brat Pack at the Falkirk Center today at Liberty. Thanks, Dave. God bless. All right, you bet. See you, brother.